Number two, let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you. It's Chad and Zay. Hope you enjoyed that replay of the J-Head interview from yesterday. We had such a great time talking to him. All right, before we get into this hour, full disclosure, because you know I like to be honest even when it's at my fault, but I just feel like it's necessary to tell everybody that the Christmas party has happened and my part of the rest of the show, not Zay's part, my part of the rest of the show is brought to you by and powered by Two Coors Lights. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier's sitting right there. How are you, Zay? <laughs> I'm doing great. Love to do a show with you being blitzed. Talked about it yesterday before we left. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if blitzed is the right word. I don't know if blitzed is the right word. But later on, okay. if, if you'd like to play Chad Hastings' full truth on the air with a little bit of alcohol in him, we can do that if you'd like. Yeah, it was a great time. But Shout I, to everybody at the Christmas party. Christmas party was a great time, and uh, I also thought it would be important since we're starting this hour with a guest, and this guest knows me, but I wanted to make sure he knows that this interview is also powered by Coors Light. Okay. Just to be fair. Got to be fair with everything. <laughs> he is an investigative reporter at heart. He would have he would have found out anyway. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. That's where we were just a while ago with that Christmas party. It is Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article each and every day. He's at Chip Brown 247 on Twitter. Chip, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, Merry Christmas. Sir. Happy Chip. Happy holidays to you and Merry Christmas. Um, Chip, you have obviously been covering the Longhorns for a while. You've been covering a lot of different things throughout your career. Um, I was, I've been, you know, I would say anxiously awaiting. It's obviously not a positive story in terms of this Chris Beard thing, but I'm just fascinated as to how you'll be kind of dealing with this story and looking at it. Where are you today as we sit here on Thursday after all of this craziness starts coming down, uh, you know, Sunday night into Monday? Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a stunner. Um, but, you know, it. I'm getting the uh, the sense from UT officials that that arrest affidavit is one side of the story, that they're going to let the legal process play out a bit before making any further decisions other than, you know, the suspension without pay. Um, I am curious about Beard's lawyer, uh, that statement that he made, Perry Minton, you know, right, right away saying, the complainant wants the charge dropped mm-hmm. and Beard released and called the charge inconceivable. I I rarely see an attorney for one side speaking on behalf of the other side. But, um, you know, it's, it's complicated. It is, it's negative for everyone involved. You, you hope that, the complainant is uh, okay, and that you know somehow, some way, there is growth out of this. But right now, it's just um, you know it's just a negative uh, picture all the way around. Yeah, 
Chip, you've been following college sports for a very long time. Have you seen anything like this? And should CDC or Jay Hartzell be making any comments right now? Or like you said, they're just waiting for everything to play out. Yeah, I mean, I think they, um, A, no, I haven't seen, um, you know, a college coach on on top of his game, on top of her game. Um, in a situation like this, it's uh, sometimes we see players involved in, you know, domestic disputes where it escalates, but a sitting head coach, um at the top of his game, I, I haven't seen it. And, and I think the, you know, I think the silence from UT officials is they're trying to gather information and they're trying to do due diligence before, you know, making any big decisions because it, you know, stranger things have happened. We don't know what exactly, we don't have the details and maybe they're, are extenuating circumstances that caused, you know, this assault to happen. Was it self-defense? Who knows? We, you know, UT officials are sure the arrest affidavit uh, looks and sounds terrible. And, and if it's true, then, then Beard's done. But um, if it's, you know, if there are extenuating circumstances or any, you know, possible exaggeration, then that's got to get sorted out as well. So um, he's suspended without pay, and, you know, that's effectively uh, the next step to termination because um, you're, you're suspending him with cause. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a pretty big warning bell right there. Talking with Chip Brown, Hordes247.com, if you want to check out the latest information on this and a lot of other Longhorn stories. Chip, if, if, you're, if you're right and the university is going to, and it does feel like they're kind of that wait-and-see mode, for the sake of the team and for the sake of Rodney Terry and his positioning right now, do you think there needs to be any update on timeline for him? Or would it be redundant for them to say he's going to be the coach this long? He is the acting head coach you know, through conference play or, or anything like that? Or do you feel like that part of it, they've said what they need to say? Yeah, I think they've said what they need to say. I mean, Rodney Terry um, is, is going to be the acting head coach until – this matter gets resolved. It could be the whole season. Um, we don't know. And that's, that's where this, um, you know, is, is limbo. And that, that is really hard on the players. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Tyrese Hunter transferred from Iowa State where he helped lead a team to the Sweet 16 and earned, you know, Big 12 Freshman of the Year honors because of his belief in Chris Beard. And now Beard is, you know, suspended without pay. Um, Jabari Rice, the two freshmen, Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris, they could have gone to any school in the country. They picked Texas because of Chris Beard. And, I mean, those players' worlds got flipped upside down. And, you know, for, I, I give those players so much credit for having to go out to the court on Monday night, you know, just – a, a few hours after their coach was released from jail 
yep. and and trying to you know concentrate on a basketball game when you know they're wondering if if they you know if their college basketball season just went up in flames. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy That's to crazy. think about, Chip. Let me ask you this about the basketball team because you you mentioned that Chris Beard's on the on, on the top of his game. This team was ranked as high as two before that loss to Illinois. So the expectations were maybe to get to Houston, especially from me. I was thinking this team is good enough. I still think this team is good enough. Do you think with Rodney Terry coaching now and what you said about all these guys, Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice coming to play for Chris Beard, are they mentally strong enough to not allow this to affect them and they could still go get their goals done, which that's to win a Big 12 championship and go far in March? Well, the good news is it's a veteran team and you've got, you know, all the guys you just mentioned and Tyrese Hunter is more mature than, uh, than his sophomore status. So the, these players are going to have to bond together and decide, you know, that they're going to do everything that um, is asked of them and more because Beard has an edge to him that, you know, Rodney Terry, 10 years as a head coach, but, you know, Chris Beard is, you know, he's one of the, you know, you know people think Bill Self is funny and charming. Bill Self is a taskmaster. Chris Beard is a taskmaster. That comes naturally to some coaches, and there's a lot of head coaching experience on that staff. I mean, Bob Donawal, Chris Ogden, uh, John McClain, you know, they've got guys who've, who've run programs. So I'm not counting this team out. I'm not counting them out. And, you know, it's all about matchups. Texas is not a real big team inside. They've had to play a couple teams with a lot of size, Rice, Creighton, uh, Gonzaga. And and so, you know, they're going to have to make sure that their defense is suffocating and they're turning people over and scoring off of those turnovers. Uh, but I'm not writing them off. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Sunday will be interesting to see what they look like with days to process instead of hours to process. Because that, to Chip, you're absolutely right. I think everybody that watched on, you know, watched on Monday night, just the feeling of players, coaches, everybody just looked like they didn't know what to do. They were kind of in zombie land, and we could all understand that. In the hours after something that crazy, nobody knows what to do. Right, and that's it's not fair to judge these guys off of that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's incredible. Rice played great now. That's the other thing. They had the night of their lives in Texas, and thanks to the crowd. I mean, for those who were at the Moody Center, they know what I'm talking about. This, you know, Rice was one possession ahead of Texas all the way through that game, it seemed. And then with about two minutes left, the crowd really sensed that they needed to help lift this group of players to the finish line, and they did. And and they got it into overtime, and, and the players took it from there, but... Uh, you know, you can't judge them on, on that. Stanford, they're playing Stanford Sunday. Stanford's down and out right now. They're three and six. Let's see if Texas, you know, can put away a Stanford team the way you would expect. And then um, they, you know, they'll have a little bit of breathing room and then the Big 12 schedule starts. And that's when it's going to get rugged. Yeah. 
Yeah, we know how tough the Big 12 is, Chip. Let's talk about this football team. You wrote a very good article on Horns 24-7 a few hours ago about who is stepping up for Texas in Alamo Bowl practice. Can you give us a little snippet on what you said in that article and who you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, Quinn Ewers. Um, Quinn Ewers, I talked to several sources who felt like, you know, he took a confidence hit. Um down the you know five game last five games of the season and and needed to get out of game prep mode and into these early bowl practices that were more uh, training camp style fundamentals and technique and you know the word is he's got his footwork cleaned up the confidence is back he's he's connecting on deep balls in in team ones versus ones. Uh, deep balls to Xavier Worthy, that had been a, a struggle. So it seems like yours is, you know, getting his mojo back, and that's that's huge, obviously. I mean, that um, your quarterback play is, is essential, and we know how talented Quinn Ewers is, but, you know, he hadn't seen three high safety looks in his year and a half at South Lake Carroll. Remember, he, he didn't even – play a, a full junior year. He played a full sophomore year, but half of his junior year, um, I still consider the kid a true freshman this year. Huh. Uh, but, you know, he needs to develop, and that growth needs to happen in these bowl practices, and then it needs to happen in the game, and it needs to continue on into winter conditioning and spring football, and it that arrow needs to be going up, you know, steadily from here. So, um, you know, that's the biggest one. And then, you know, with Roshan Johnson and DeMarvian Overshone, Bijan Robinson, not uh, participating in the Alamo Bowl, all eyes are on Jonathan Brooks at running back, who just everywhere you turn, people say you can tell he wants this because his, like, his energy's up. You know, when guys get their, their chance, their energy goes up. And, and Jonathan Brooks has that. And, and then, you know, at linebacker, you got David Benda and, and uh, Maurice Blackwell. And, and the coaches are really high on Blackwell. I mean, they, they think, you know, he can, he can do just about anything. He's kind of like DeMarvin Overshone. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can play nickel. He can, you know, play outside linebacker. So, you know, Blackwell's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Talking with Chip Brown. Chip, uh, you know as well as anybody, bowl games are always better when both teams care. For the third-party fan that's looking for a bowl game where both teams care, obviously you just mentioned the Texas guys that may very well not be playing. Any doubt in your mind that both of these teams do care about this game and are looking for the momentum that it could provide? Well, they, you know, if anyone can explain it to this team, it's Steve Sarkeesian. Because if, if USC would have won the Pac-12 championship, Washington would be in the Rose Bowl. And, and so that should get the Texas players' attention. And then, you know, on film, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback at Washington, who surprised even Washington fans when he transferred from Indiana, they were not, they're like, what? This guy's all banged up. He's never been able to stay healthy. 
But Kalen DeBoer, the you know first year head coach at Washington, had been the offensive coordinator at Indiana with Penix in 2019, and DeBoer knew what he was doing because Penix had a Heisman type year, and they they got you know two thousand yard receivers. Rome Adunze, six foot three, two ten, can fly, huge catch radius. Washington's offense is problematic because they throw to set up the run, and that's. You know, Texas has been stopping the run really well, uh, but Washington looks to throw first, and that's that's going to test the back seven of of that uh, Texas defense, and that's why that's why the Texas offense needs to be on point because Washington's averaging forty points per game. Yeah, that Washington offense, they could really go. Michael Penix led the country this year in passing yards with 4,354. Chip, you know, you mentioned Jonathan Brooks and how ready he is. And I know with him seeing B. John Robinson win the Doak Walker Award, that just has to motivate you even more. But, you know, I, I think we forget about Keelan Robinson sometimes just because I don't feel like Steve Sarkeesian used him the way he should have been used this year. He's too fast. He's too talented. I don't think he got the ball enough. How, how do you think Keelan Robinson's going to fare in this game and for the future next year, 2023? Well, the concern about Keelan was his was his blitz pickup, his ability to you know stay in the in the backfield and block, protect the quarterback. But he's such a tenacious physical guy that I think they I think they trust him now so I think you'll see him you know get five to ten carries in the Alamo Bowl I think Jonathan Brooks is going to get you know the 15 to 20 carries but that's that's your tandem for 2023 I mean obviously if Cedric Baxter signs on the dotted line on signing day that that kid's pretty special might be able to you know come in and 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 break into that rotation as a freshman Jaden Blue you know obviously trying to make the most of these ball practices too so uh but you're you know you're one two punch right now is Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson so you know there's a lot to be learned about this football team from these ball practices and the game as they try to elevate to you know, being able to win a Big 12 title next year. And Jonathan Brooks and how he performs in this bowl game is, is going to, you know, leave that feeling going into next year of whether they can maintain this elite running game or not. Talking with Chip Brown. Chip, before we let you go, uh, give us a thought on the Heisman now that it's all said and done, if you wouldn't mind letting us know how you how you were leaning. Were you in the Caleb Williams camp? Were you, were you about Max Duggan? Or maybe you watched my Aggie Devon A-Chain take it to LSU and you just got mesmerized. Well, what'd you do with the Heisman? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I voted Caleb Williams um, number one. I thought, you know, his year and – you know, if you take Caleb Williams off USC, that's that's an eight-win team, if that, in my opinion. Um, whereas, and I had Duggan number two. I thought he was unbelievable, but uh, you know, Kendra Miller, Quentin Johnston, yeah, a lot of weapons um, with him. And then I had Bijan on there because mm. you know I think Bijan Robinson is an elite football player, most outstanding. I think he checks that box times ten. Um, led the nation in yards from scrimmage, 
the guy didn't drop a pass all year. Um, you know, I, we talked about his 16 and a half yards per catch. And, you know, that, that's just freakish uh, on top of everything else he accomplished on the ground and should have been used more. Probably would have, you know, if, if they'd have run the ball with him against Oklahoma State, he probably would have been in New York. Uh, Texas certainly would have been playing for the Big 12 championship. So, um, you know, I I've, I had to put Bijan on there just because I think we'll see in the draft where he goes But um, and watch his NFL career. I think he's uh, – He's pretty special. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Can't wait to see how all Definitely that agree with that. How Joe. all that comes together, man. Such an interesting young man to watch, and with what the NFL loves to do with its running backs right now, and how versatile they can be, and with that Todd McShay mock putting him five to the Eagles, there's gonna be a lot of talk <laughs> about Bijan Robinson, man. Uh, that is Chip Brown. Check out Horns247.com, the flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article. Of course, uh, the guys have the Longhorn Blitz podcast that is part of the Horns247.com uh, crew as well. We'll have that replay for you tonight at 7, as we usually do on Thursday nights. And Chip is at Chip Brown 247 if you're getting your follows together for the Alamo Bowl. All right, there it is. Chip Brown, Horns247.com. See, he's, he's moving and shaking. He's already gone. Yeah, he's already gone. I don't know what happened. He's got stuff to do. We had a little bit of trouble there in the middle, so it may have cut out on yeah. us. Chip, we appreciate the, uh, we appreciate the uh, time as always, and we do wish our man Jeff Howe a speedy recovery. He's recovering from COVID this week, so normally we talk to him in this slot, but we moved some things around. We had the Christmas party deal, uh, plus Jeff was sick, so... Thanks to Chip for jumping in. Some good thoughts there on Texas football and obviously this crazy Texas men's basketball situation that is still ongoing. All right, coming up, it is the Flex 30 segment. Had a chance to get out to that Flex event, and I know Zay did as well. We'll tell you about some of the players and coaches we had a chance to talk to. Plus, we've got state title games underway. We'll tell you who won a state title yesterday after the show, and we'll tell you who's... That's not what I thought it was. I thought I recognized it, but I don't. How far back are we going here, Zay? 90s. 90s. See, that's it. You always know to play 90s. That can get me. I'll give you a hint. Big time artist? I should know this? Um, Depends on who you are. Or is it a group? Artist. Single artist. Big time artist, depending on who you are and how you look at music. In this video, it's kind of creepy. He's filming these women, which are like catwalking models and he's like filming them with a camera behind the scenes george michael <laughs> yeah it is there we go there we go a little creepy george that last little section it sounded a little more like george michael oh george michael was a part of some big time stuff sad to say the late great george michael oh that's uh, I, I, I would have to look up exactly how long ago that was but yeah george michael uh, monster career with wham and then a solo career as well so george michael getting us started we hope you are having a great Thursday. I will definitely tell you who's having a good Thursday. Not just the folks that were at our Christmas party. The people in Hawley, Texas. They're going to win a state title 
because they are whipping Refurio something fierce right now. They were up 34-13 at the half, and they've added a couple touchdowns. And when you get to the 11-man football, they don't stop. They don't have that rule like six uh, men. That ain't no skunk rule. Maybe they should, but yeah. they, they don't have it. 48 to uh, to 21 is the score. Hawley up on Refurio. They're just trying to figure out the final score of that one. Uh, after that, at the three at three o'clock game is going to be Gunner and Poth, uh, and then Brock and Franklin are going to play the three A D one game tonight at seven. Remember, Wimberley fans, you know what's going on tomorrow at eleven is the Wimberley game. Snoop is going to be up there covering it for Flex ATX FLX ATX dot com, uh, and then Vandegrift three o'clock on Saturday. We have heard this week. I love this stuff with high school football. We have literally heard that Wimberley is shutting down the schools. I mean, Zay, it really is a last one out of town, lock the door for Wimberley. Yeah, Wimberley is a beautiful destination for like bachelor parties, yep. and bachelorette parties, and weddings. There might not be much of that. Like, think about people coming down, having bachelor bachelorette party, and they think they're going to Wimberley, and the whole town is shut down on Friday. You're probably wondering what the hell is going on. Yeah. Uh, you better be going up to Dallas for that football game like everybody else. No, what you need to do is time it out right and go have your party on Saturday night, especially if they win. Oh, yeah. Because then Wimberley's going to be rocking the whole weekend. Uh, that'll be interesting. 11 a.m. tomorrow for that Wimberley game. Speaking of high school football, let's get you a Flex 30 segment. Uh, we got you updated there. Let's talk about that all-Flex event, too. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, before we dig into this, Zay, I know you got a chance to get out there to the All Flex event yesterday at yep, Pluckers. I went out there a little uh, a little later on. Once I got the kid uh, picked up and you know, dropped off from school and everything, I got over there for the latter part of it as well. Before we get into that, just another shout-out to the hero of the day that Heimlich the guy at the bar. Dude was choking, Yo. T- turned to someone he's never met in his life, and then that guy starts to do the Heimlich, and another guy jumped in and started coaching, speaking of all flex, started coaching the Heimlich, and they were able to save the guy. You were sitting there right near Rod and Harge when it happened. I heard it on the radio. Give me your, give me your perspective. I'm just on my phone going through Twitter, seeing what's going on in the social media world, listening to Ball Don't Lie, terrific episode, and all of a sudden, Mike Harge, he's talking about Carlos Correa, and he just stops. And yeah, I thought the money was freaking him yeah, out. I don't know the what ha- yeah, million. yeah, I don't know. $350 million? Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, for about two seconds, I'm still looking down, and I realize, oh, this doesn't sound like good radio. I turn to my I'm sitting right by Harsh, and he's just pointing, and he's dead side. He's just uh, like, pointing, and I'm like, what? And I, I look up, and yeah, a guy's just giving the dude, what's it called? This the Hamlet? The Heimlich the Maneuver. The Heimlich Maneuver. Heimlich Maneuver. Okay, yeah. I thought they were squabbing. Like, I thought we had a little squabble going down. You thought they were going to fight at the bar. Yeah, I thought there was a fight at the bar. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, because you just never know. Nowadays, 2022, folks is crazy. So I thought, oh, man, is he getting strangled or something? This this is nuts. And, yeah, yeah, come to find out, he was just choking on a Philly cheesesteak. Choking on the cheese. I haven't had a cheesesteak there. I heard they're I heard they're good. Hard said they were good. Yeah, yeah. All the food's good. And the fact a great endorsement for Pluckers is once everything was cool, they just kept eating. <laughs> 
they, they re- well, it wasn't the food's fault. I just took too big of a bite. Uh, but shout out to the guy who uh, the guy who saved him and the guy who coached him up on it. That's that's very cool. Yeah, man. That's wild. That's one of those things that it reminds me every time. I should I should go through a class and I should train on that. I was in a situation where it almost was necessary. But I would not have been equipped, man. I gotta. I feel like I, I told myself I was going to do it when I had a kid, and we didn't do it. I need to take a CPR class. I need to go through that stuff to know what to do, and I've never done it. But that kind of reminds yeah. you. It's a good skill to have. That scares the crap out of me. That's too much pressure. I'm looking around. There needs to be somebody else that can get the job done. Yeah. Because I'm not going down. I can't have that on my conscience. You're going to be the one blocking out. Yeah. You're going to block out make sure everybody's clear. <laughs> clear the way. Yeah. Clear yeah, the I'll, way. Ma- I'll make sure he has. <laughs> and no, I didn't yell world star people. I did not say that. that was That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I have some class. Somebody else specs text on. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't want those problems. I don't need that on my conscience, man. That's I, crazy. Nope. Not me. All right. I'm glad he's good. Okay. I'm, so you and I didn't see each other at Pluckers. You got that in the early part of it. I was there at the later part of it. Did you get a chance to talk to any coaches or players while yes. you were there? Yes, talked to Cedric Alexander from LBJ, the Vanderbilt commit and mm-hmm. AISD rushing record holder and his coach, Jamal Fender. It was nice talking to those guys. Man, Cedric Alexander, you just tell he's an athlete. When you, when you yeah. just walk in the room, you're like, this guy is easily the most athletic dude in the room and it's not even close. Like, he just has a running back body. And then we saw Brandon Buchanan for Vandergriff. Talk about grown-ass man. It's a big dude, isn't he? He looks like a grown-ass man. I told you, man. It's I was impressive. Like, yo, I was like, man, you got a baby face, but, no, you got, <laughs> like, a 22-year-old body. No wonder you're so hard to tackle. No wonder you're so good. And, yeah, just seeing those guys, it, it's cool to see and give those guys the recognition they deserve. Great event last night. What Snoop does is absolutely amazing. Seeing everybody today at the Christmas party, that was so much fun. And, yeah, just love what we're doing here at the horn slash flex atx yeah so uh a couple of sh- flexes uh, flex guys are all about shout outs so i'll give a couple oh, yeah, of sh- yeah. shout outs to the people that i got to meet because i met some coaches and players as well as i was leaving all right excuse me as i was getting there iv webb and ed small were leaving uh thank them for coming i'd met iv before uh met brody bueno i had not okay. met him yet the young man out of Huddle, impressive. Met him and his parents. He's looking at three of the military academies wow. as possibilities for to go to school. Once again, so he's a smart kid. He is a smart kid. He wants to get into engineering. Mm, very uh, smart. Kid. Yes, very smart <laughs> kid. Uh, he was fun to talk to. It was kind of funny. His mom. His mom said, "You know, it's like where where do you want him to go?" And she was trying to figure it out. But his mom, deep down, believes he's a tight end. That's what she believes for Brody Bueno. I was asking, how are they projecting you? He said, yeah, it's different different ideas. And he mentioned tight end. And they said this year he caught like 10 balls at tight end and eight of them were for touchdowns. Because hmm. like I always say, it's always open in high school football. You should throw to tight ends way more than you do. Because they're always open, especially when they're as talented as Brody Bueno. So shout out to the Bueno family. Also shout out to Justin Strong and the Elgin crew. They were out there again. Wow. Zay, I got to see... One of my favorite things in high school athletics. I saw the proud grandparents sitting right next to the proud grand to the grandson. Met the parents. That was cool. And by the way, the mom basically the same class that I am at A and M, which made me feel old. But you know, we're not old. Oh, Mrs. Strong and I are not old. Um, we're just older. But um, it was great to meet them. And then I look over, and there's this this dude sitting there, 
and he's got this smile on his face that you cannot wipe off. And I thought, that has got to be granddad. It's got to be. And I said, and who are you guys? Oh, we're the proud grandparents. And I walked over and I shook his hand. And he said he listens to the station, listens to the show. So shout out to, to Gran- Grandpa Strong as well. Grandpa that, Strong. That was a proud dude, man. Grandmother sitting right next to him, so proud and everything, too. That was very, very cool. Um, and the other person I want to shout out, I did meet Hudson Stillwell, the offensive lineman out of Liberty Hill. They list him at 5'10", 185, by the way. O-lineman. He made our O-line all-flex team. You know how tough you got to be? Oh, my God. Don't want to mess with that guy. No. I mean, And they run the whole game. Yeah, he is a senior this year. So then I met his dad, and his dad tells me about uh, Truman Stillwell is also on the team. Big 72 is a junior. Uh, I've seen film of him at D-line, but I think they maybe work him on both lines of scrimmage. But then sitting next to his dad is the little brother, the third brother, who's in sixth grade. And I said, hey, young man, you play football? He goes, yeah, he plays football too. And I said, really, what position? He looks me dead in the face and says, outside linebacker. (laughs) And I said, really? And then he starts listing his injuries from the year. Oh, yeah, I sprained this, I broke this foot, I cracked this, I did, I mean, he, and, but like proud, yeah. like a smile on yeah, his face. Yeah, I kept face. playing. And I said, well, so you, you got brothers that are on the line of scrimmage, why do you want to be defensive? It's more fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> little, little man wants to go break stuff. Yeah, think about how much he was probably picked on growing up with his two older brothers and him getting lit up and stuff when they played just backyard footballs and whatnot, and now he's like, okay, I'm going to light somebody up. I'm going to take all this anger out that y'all used to put out on me. Oh, it was great. And everybody else is going to get that. So I, it don't matter if I got to break a leg, stuff a toe. It don't matter. I'm going to be making tackles because what I had to deal with with my two brothers was crazy. <laughs> Hell no. He said outside linebacker or inside linebacker. That's what I'm talking nothing about. Nothing scares that kid. <laughs> There's nothing that scares that kid. And I'm telling you, when you see him, he's kind of like Hudson Stillwell. You wouldn't necessarily think, oh, this is a big, tough kid or anything, whatever. But for the kids on the playground in sixth grade right now, don't mess with that Stillwell boy. Nope. Don't mess with him. He wants to tackle you. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready to go. Shout out to all those uh, players and coaches. Got to talk to a few coaches and, um, and, and players last night. So thank you all for coming out. Congratulations to the All-Flex team. Go to FLXATX for the All-Flex team and also all your coverage of the state championship games, specifically our two area teams. Best of luck to Wimberley tomorrow morning at 11. Best of luck to Vandergriff 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Snoop and the crew will be there filming and, uh, and covering their experience as they always do. So check out FlexATX.com. By the way, since yep. we were at Pluckers yesterday, uh-huh. and you can't really say this often, I had the Dope Walker Award winner wing, uh, wings last night at Pluckers. The Bijan Mustard Song wing flavor. Oh, they now have an official like oh, Bijan. Oh, it's on point. Oh, okay. It's on point. Okay. I recommend it. I didn't know they had a Bijan flavor. Yeah. Good Check it him. out. Check it out. NIL flavoring? Yeah. I would hope Bichon's getting a little something off of oh, that. Oh, right? yeah, you would think. Yeah, that's good. Good news. See, that's, yeah. that to me is when you know you've made it. That's a sick way to say it, but that's what I would do. If I was Bichon, I'm going to bed every night. Like, this is really going well. How do you know? I have my own sauce at Pluckers. Yeah. No, but who else can say that? <laughs> not, there's not too many first team All American guys that could say that. So it was they good. They got their own wing. What did it taste like? Oh. A little spicy. Little... Yeah, it had a little kick to it, but definitely that Dijon mustard flavor. It was good. It was really good. It could break tackles and run away from you? Oh, absolutely. Just like number five? Yep. Okay. 
There you go. Lead the nation in broken tackles and yards after hits. 16 <laughs> yards a catch. I'm glad Chip Brown brought up that that stat. 16 yards a catch. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we should throw it to him a little. Maybe more. swing it out there. Yeah. I mean, just a couple times. Yeah. You know, dude. I'm, I'm saying like, there's not one of those three guys, by the way, that I don't think. I think you should throw a swing pass to each of them every quarter if you can. Yeah. That sounds like too much. It probably is. I mean, but, sh- but all three of those guys, him, Rojo, and Keelan Robinson, I'd throw a swing to them. Every game. Well, now we're looking at the future and the Alamo Bowl game, and we'll see what happens there and how Steve Sarkeesian utilizes Blue, Brooks, and Keelan Robinson. And I, I, I think Keelan Robinson should get like at least 15 touches. See, I was about to ask you, do you think he's an every-down kind of dude? I don't think he's every down type of dude because Jonathan Brooks, I think he's special in his own unique way. You also. think he's your first and 10 handed off guy if you're going to do it? You think he's that guy? At times. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Keelan Robinson, I think he could run between the tackles a little bit. You can't do it all the time, yeah. but I'd like yeah, to see I think more you're going to have to pick and choose, you know, how you utilize him. And, yeah, I, I'm i I'm very excited to see what he could do. And hopefully Deshard Choice and Steve Sarkeesian mm-hmm. could implement him in the offense way more than they did this past year. It just wasn't enough. No, it, wasn't it wasn't enough with uh, B. John Robinson. I don't care about the Dope Walker Award. It, it could have been more. That Chase Brown at Illinois, he got 70 more touches than B. John Robinson. Yeah, that's silly. It could have been more. That's silly. Yeah, you're right. When you brought that up the first time, that's a that's as much of an indictment on the usage as anything else. 70? 70 more should not be the case. Yeah. It just shouldn't be that. And way. he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's fine. <laughs> he's good, but come on. Yeah, that, that needed to be a lot more. All right, uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, we'll dig into the NFL. Big game tonight. Good way to start the week with San Francisco and Seattle, plus the Cowboys getting ready for Jacksonville and all those injuries and what they mean on the key teams around the league. We'll get to that. Up next, it's where are we at in society. Zay will let us know. Don't move. It's the horn. They play high school football in that small town, too. Sometimes they shut it down when they go to the state title. That's what they're doing in Wimberley tomorrow. Great song from John Mellencamp back in the day. Now, are you into this guy or this song or both? Yeah, this is a jam. Mellencamp's got some memorable stuff. Folksy kind of. Yeah. You know, there was a nice substance to him because the 80s had a lot of fake to it. But every time, <laughs> every time that dude showed up, I believed it. I just bought it. I bought him. I wasn't the biggest Mellencamp fan. I've um, unfortunately never seen him live. Dug the stuff, though. I always liked the songs. Videos were good. And he was part of Farm Aid with Willie. He was part of that group that put that together back in the day. So shout out to Mr. Mellencamp. So John Mellencamp and George Michael both had an impact in the 80s. They've started us off today. Uh, thanks to Zay for all the great music, as always. Thanks to all of you, again, who showed up at that all-flex event last night at Pluckers. And once again, thanks to our hero, who Heimlich, the guy at the bar, because it would have sucked if we'd had somebody passing out at the bar right there at Pluckers. That was bad. Yeah, it would have been a little dark. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, but I love that. I love that. And I'm, I don't know if those guys are going to become friends now. I do love the notion that he just reached over, put his hand on the shoulder of this person he had not met, 
And the guy realized what was going on and jumped into action and figured it out. Oh, that's a person that you make friends with for the next 50-something years. And everybody asks, hey, who is this? Oh, that's the guy that saved my life at Pluckers. Yeah. This is Heimlich guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's crazy is he didn't choke on a chicken wing bone. That's what like I you figured. You would think. Yeah. Two and put two and two together, pluckers, chuckle on the chicken wing bone. How big a bite of a Philly cheesesteak do you have to take to choke? <laughs> like, dude, seriously. Because I heard Aaron talk about when one of his kids almost choked on a piece of steak. Well, a piece of steak is one thing. A piece of steak is you're cutting it off and you decide how big it is and then you put it in your mouth. A sandwich? Especially if it's well done, too. Sure. Yeah. But a sandwich bite? Yeah. That's Normally, your mouth and your brain work together to realize, all right, that's about right, right there. How do you get to a big enough bite that you're choking on a cheesesteak? That must be a damn good cheesesteak. It gives a whole new meaning to down the wrong pipe. <laughs> yes. Whole new meaning. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. I uh, want to remind you the college bowl games start bright and early tomorrow. Not bright and early. 10 30 tomorrow in the Bahamas, which means you got to get in on the Bowl Pick'em Challenge. It is open and ready to go at hornfm.com. If you're already registered in one of our previous contests, you're ready to go. You just put your information in and start picking. If not, it's real easy to register. You look for the Pick'em Challenge in the news feed. Click there. Make your picks by 10 30 tomorrow morning top bowl picker will win a 55 inch lg tv courtesy of the good folks at audio visual consultation so go to hornfm.com and visit that news feed you're gonna make your bowl picks zay you gonna have it ready yeah i'll have them ready okay i'll be ready tomorrow morning um we'll uh, see how it goes still trying to work through the process of not picking an aggie bowl game Sad. <laughs> I wore my I wore my black Aggie shirt today because of it. It's kind mm. of sadness of the season. I love I love them, but I, I want a bowl game. Hey, at least Jimbo has a lot more time to hang out with family during the holidays. <laughs> How dare you? You know that's no. that's the that's the most important thing for them over there. You know what he's got more time for? Catching up with Nick Saban. Yeah, rekindling old friendships. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they need to do that. That will be. So, just so holiday spirit uh, of him to do that. If, but they don't have beef. Remember, they don't, they they're don't. brothers. They're brothers. This is what they do. That's normal. Dude, I would love to lock them inside like a Mexican restaurant bar for two hours and make them talk. Just my make mester, them. My Mexican restaurant, because tequila will be involved? Um, because I think there'll be, well, no, because I think there'll be ample space. The, the, there'll be good space and there'll be like some nice, uh, I feel like there'll be a lot of good marble or, you know, like a, like a, almost like tile floors just to clean up the blood in case there is any of that. Celebrity fights are very popular right now. Who would win? Saban, Jimbo. Three rounds, two minutes each. Duking it out. Not, <laughs> M- not MMA. We're just going straight fist, boxing gloves. Is this straight fight straight rules f- in a bar? No, 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 no. Just boxing in the ring. Fight rules in a bar? Okay, okay fine. Let's go fight rules in the bar. Okay. If it's no holds barred in a bar, I'm taking Saban. He'll find any he'd find any way to win. If we go, <laughs> if we go in a ring and you put gloves on him and we're going boxing rules, that might be Jimbo. That one might be. If you lay rules around it, maybe Jimbo, but I still I don't know. I kind of lean Saban in both cases. What about you? I mean, Jimbo has him about 25 pounds, and I think I'm being generous. And he's got years on him, right? The good way. Yeah. Yeah, he's got youth on his he's side. Got youth on them, I would assume. I just don't know. I, when, I know what happens when Jimbo gets going verbally. 
I don't know what happens physically. I don't know what happens when his <laughs> yeah, fists... Yeah, we're having a words per minute battle. We know who's winning that. <laughs> right, exactly. That's easy. All right. Uh, that is on hornfm.com. Check it out. All right, let's get some where we at in society. See what Zay's got for us today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I'm sorry we were, uh, rambled too much there. That's nah, all good. What we got going on? All right. Two former Longhorn legends. TV show is finally coming out. Uh-oh. The owners of GG Cupcakes, Brian Arakpo, and Bowie's very own Michael Griffin. Reality show is coming out uh, <laughs> on Roku. What? And yeah, it's called The Cupcake Guys. And here's a 30 second promo. All right. At some point in every professional athlete's career, they have to think about life after the game. So we open our own franchise. Get your cupcakes. Who doesn't love cupcakes? It's fun to work with my best friends every day. Thank you all so much. Yeah. And we saw on your Instagram that you do crazy cakes. Casino slot machine. Uh, voila. We do have our ups and our downs. Your daughter wants to try out for football. We're $46,500 in the hole. This is not a game. But at the end of the day, just being together on a team, can't beat it. We ready to go. They're legit. So that's Mike's daughter that they're talking about. Oh, she wants okay? to be a quarterback. Okay. I want to say he's came on these airwaves. I don't know mm. who with. I'm, me and I don't know who. Maybe it was me and you. I don't know. But and talked about that a little bit. So, yeah, it's going to be on Roku January 16th. And should be cool to see those guys in a different element. wonder how old she is now. It's middle school, I want to say. Okay, so not quite to high school? Yeah. What do you think that, how do you think a story like that plays out? Girl gets to high school, especially in that case. Girl gets to high school, has a you know has a name she's bringing with her, has a certain pedigree she's bringing with her, and if she shows you she can hit the windows, what do you do? Starter. Do you? Do you? Starter. Yeah. Send her out there. Yeah, she's got good genes, obviously. Put her in the huddle and say, "Call the first play." Yo, in Laguna Beach, running back Bella Rosselman, she became the first female football player to get an NIL deal with a mental health company wow. because she has the record for most touchdowns scored in the game for a wimp, for a woman okay. playing football. And about that? That's only two, but that's huge. So she's playing running back. Man. Running back. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know how tough you got to be to be playing running back? Can you imagine? Like if she gets like a five or six yard gain, runs a couple dudes over, then stands up and says, <laughs> you may want to bring some more next time. <laughs> Like what do you do if you're like a middle line? If you're a middle linebacker, you may want to change positions at that point. Hey, I'm gonna come back. You might want to tackle the next time. Yeah, you might want to uh, tighten up that jockstrap, boy. <laughs> <laughs> tighten up that jockstrap, boy. Ooh, Get off me, man. That's cool. All right, so uh, Hulu, you said is where Roku. I'm in Roku. Roku. So on Roku is where Roku. it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cup. Cake guys, best of luck to Griffin and Arakpo. I still haven't had a Gigi's cupcake. I haven't either, but I love that's Mike's fault. I love those two guys. You like to blame a lot of things on Michael. Yeah, Griffin, man, he stole me a thousand dollars. I'll never mm-hmm. forget that. I dunked that ball what July fifth, two thousand seven. Has he ever offered up like a thousand dollars worth of cupcakes, and you just start going in and ordering? No, I'd cupcakes? be good. I take that. I just should be able to walk in, Gigi, and be like, yo, let me get that red velvet. Cool. See y'all later. And just walk out. I'm like, who the hell was that? Oh, I owe him. They ought to give you like a black card or a gold <laughs> card that you just flash, and it just says Gigi's. I'm the gold club member. I'm out. Yeah. By the way, those two people over there, they look like they're having a hard day. 
Put theirs on my card. Yeah. The way that Mike's getting out of it, he just fat shames me. Like, saying you don't need any cupcakes. That's rude. So, yeah, it's very disrespectful. But it's rude. Their whole point, probably, the whole point is they're best. doing healthier cupcakes. That's true. That's been their whole point from the beginning, that they're not doing just your average stereotypical cupcake. That's true. I'm sure they got some vegan, gluten-free options. I know they do. Mm-hmm. I know they do. This is no, Austin, Texas. Yeah, and it's those two guys. Have you seen <laughs> those, those two, two guys? I'm saying, have you seen those two guys? Like, do we really think Arakpo and Griffin are letting themselves go at this point in their lives? They're in some good shape. I, I right. I'm a ge- I'm guessing they still find a gym from time to time. Yeah, Rod Babers jogs every day. I was in South Austin seeing one of my homies. I just saw Rod Babers jogging down the street. Really it's insane. Those former athletes, they Ride just me. they just gotta get it in some way, some way. I envy that man. I envy that. I need to be able to do that too. Not that far. I'm not doing the Rod Babers or Charlie Strong used to go four or five miles a day. Hell no. And try to be a head coach. Mm. That's crazy. I'm not doing that, but I do need to be. You Only know. time I go five miles is in the whip. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's a that's a car reference, correct? Is that right? Yes, that's a car yes, reference. Yes, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. Just making sure, uh, Isaiah, that uh, that you're making a car reference. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. The NFL hits another big weekend. We start tonight with San Francisco and Seattle. We'll take a look at some of the other big games and big stories in the NFL. We'll tell you why today matters on this December 15th. Keep you updated on the uh, state championships. That game is over now. Hawley is a state champion. We'll give you the final score next on the Horn.